0: The upskis, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the GX GamerCast. We're on episode 61 of my little gaming show where once a week I talk about video games. Whether a game that I am playing currently, a game that I grew up playing, I can go back and talk about a video game that I missed, and I go back and I play it. I got a Versus series where I put up two gaming topics, and they go up against each other and battle it out for supremacy. So yeah, if you like video games, there might be a little some something, something for you here. And today, we are continuing on with the scary month of October, and we are talking about some scary video games and topics this whole entire month. So last week we talked about 13 of the scariest enemies that I have encountered in my time as a gamer. And today we are talking about Resident Evil 5, one of the more controversial games in this franchise. We'll be talking about that today in depth. But before we get into the Resident Evil talk, let's talk about what I've been up to over the last week or so and I always encourage you, the listener, let me know what you've been up to over the last little bit. If you've been diving into a TV show that you just can't stop binging, let me know what shows you've been into. If you saw a really awesome movie that you just gotta let someone know about it, please let me know about it. If it's a movie, an old movie, new movie, just don't spoil anything, let me know if it's worth watching or not. And of course, I am dying to hear what kind of games y'all are playing right now. Old games, new games, Comfort food games, it doesn't matter. Just talk about video games. It's a great time, so let me know what you're playing as I let you know what I have been playing. So let's start with some video game talk. Been diving in hardcore into Baldur's Gate 3. Fully engrossed at this point in that game. I am locked in and loving it. Going to be doing an impressions video, or a, sorry, a podcast at some point. Uh, considering that it is October, I want to do scary stuff. Baldur's Gate, not that scary, so it might be the first thing that we do in November. Maybe do a, an impressions video, or a, sorry, podcast, and we'll see what's going on with Baldur's Gate. It's rather I'm doing an impressions, or it's going to be a full review on Baldur's Gate. But I've been playing a lot of that this week, so enjoying that quite a bit. And then there's Starfield, the other the other big game that I've been diving into over the last quite a bit here, and yeah, not a good week for me in Starfield. I got into a mission, uh, a, a, what do you, what would you say like a quest line, and it was just awful. It was so boring. I couldn't believe like the story around it was pretty good, but the actual missions and what I was doing, it was bad. So. Um, yeah, not a good week for me and Starfield, um, we'll see where it goes, like, I am getting dangerously close to putting this one down, and just kind of cutting my losses and, and moving on maybe from Starfield, because there's just a lot of other games right now that are pulling at me that just seem like it would be a better time sink right now than Starfield, Starfield just isn't really doing a whole lot for me right now, admittedly, so I don't know, I'm not Really dedicated to giving up on it just yet, but it's definitely backburner right now, because that last quest line was just so unimpressive, and uh, yeah, it's just not grabbing me honestly right now, so Starfield, we'll see where it goes in the next couple of weeks if I'm giving up on that one, or... I don't know, man. There's just, uh, it's just not amazing. So we'll see where it's going with Starfield. Curious if anyone else has been uh, still playing Starfield. I know my friend has kind of been moving on to other things, but he's played a lot of it. I've been seeing a lot of, uh, like, articles and things on Reddit and stuff like that popping up. People just kind of tapping out with Starfield or just being like, oh, you know, I thought I was going to be playing this for." Hundreds of hours and I'm tapping out and stuff like that So I'm seeing that coming up a little bit more And uh, yeah, maybe I might be joining that list But uh, I'm not ready to give up on Starfield just yet Maybe it was just a bad quest line And I'll find something better to do But uh, yeah, not a great week with me and Starfield So that was disappointing Been playing a little bit uh, Had to dive back into uh, that Final Fantasy uh, theater rhythm game I just can't get enough of it uh, so addicting. I love... Uh, I was watching some hockey this week, and whenever it was intermission, I would just bust out, play, it, play a whole bunch of those songs. Again, I've mentioned this. That's probably going to be a game that I am going to continue playing for probably forever. Like, I just... There's really no reason for me to stop playing it. It's very fun to just pick up and play a handful of songs. And yeah, it's still an incredibly fun game. I did pick up a new game for... Uh, they had the Amazon Prime Day thing. So I picked up that... Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope, I think, it was like 24 bucks, so I was like, yeah, I'm gonna buy that, I really liked the first game, so I was like, yeah, for 25 bucks, absolutely going to take the dive on that one again, heard it was a good sequel, so yeah, I'll dive into that one at some point, that's back, back, back. Back, back, backlog kind of stuff right there. So I think that's about everything that I'm playing in video games. There is a mystery horror game that I am playing right now. But I am saving that. I, I'm hoping I'm going to get that done for next week's episode of the GamerCast. So mystery horror game should be on the docket for next week. i been playing through it. It's not an incredibly incredibly long game. I'm maybe about a quarter, a little over the quarter of the way, quarter of the way through. And I'm going to be kind of hammering. Hammering on that game for like the next week until I beat it, so I can get the episode done. So that'll be cool. And yeah, so let's go over to TV shows I watched and finished. Uh, Winning Time, that is the um, HBO show revolving around the Los Angeles Lakers in the '80s. Yeah, with Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, and stuff. And it's an awesome show. So devastated that it got cancelled, and man it just very, very unfortunate that the show got cancelled very very good uh excellent acting in it i it 's definitely not because of the quality of the show i think it 's just the sheer amount of money that is getting put into the show there 's definitely like there 's definitely a good uh budget behind the show it 's a very good looking show there 's a lot of really good actors in there John C. Riley is in there, and he is spectacular. And uh, the actors that are playing Magic Johnson and Larry Bird are both spectacular. I really, really liked Larry Bird in the show. I so upset that the that it got canceled. This one, I mean. I'm not like 100% that this one's going to get put down. I think maybe, maybe, just maybe there might be enough pushback to get this show back for season 3. I really, really hope so anyway because it's really, really good. The way that season 2 ended definitely isn't the way that they wanted it to go down. Uh, it kind of got cancelled abruptly, like, apparently the, the show creators and actors, they only found out that the show was cancelled when, like, the final episode of the season finale of season 2 was shown, something like that, regardless, really disappointing, because the acting, especially from, like, John C. Riley, man, underrated, really, really good actor, and he is awesome in that show, and... Yeah, definitely worth the checkout. Very entertaining, especially if you don't know anything about like the the Lakers and the the Celtics of the NBA in the '80s. They basically saved basketball before Michael Jordan came in. It was Magic Johnson and Larry Bird's rivalry that really kind of saved the NBA. And uh, it's really good. It's a really really well done show. Great acting. It's just yeah, it was just. I think it just costs too much money to make and apparently people weren't viewing it as much as they did season one, but I think that's like HBO's own problem because they like to release episodes weekly and I think that's just not a good way to do it. I think your viewership is going to be better on your show if you just release it all at once instead of releasing it all, you know, over the course of 10 weeks or whatever. I'm one of those people that I just wait until the whole show is released and then I watch it. Like, once it's all done. So, I don't know. I don't like when they release it weekly, but uh, it is what it is. But Winning Time was an awesome show. I would recommend check it out. Maybe we'll be able to save it and get a Season 3. That would be awesome. Speaking of Season 3, I got into Righteous Gemstone Season 3 now. Finished off Season 2. I must say, uh, goddamn fucking Kelvin and Jesse are so over the top in that show. They're amazing. Like, the just... They're so. That's it. They're just over the top. the The dramaticness of them is just spectacular. So, really liking it. Uh, I know I've kind of been up and down with Righteous Gemstones, but I am enjoying it. It's quite good. And let's see. Okay, that's it for TV shows. Got a couple of movies in here this week. So I got one sort of horrorish movie, not really, but Haunted Mansion Disney movie. My wife picked it, and I remember watching. Uh, The one from, like, 2003 with Eddie Murphy. I remember watching that one in school and how fucking disappointed we all were. I was such a big Eddie Murphy guy back in the day. And that was, like, kind of the beginning of his decline in movies. Like, he had some real fucking awful movies in, like, the early, mid, late 2000s. It's been a minute since Eddie Murphy has had a good movie. But, yeah, Haunted Mansion, the new one, the, the modern one, it was fine. It was a solid flick. A couple giggles. It wasn't... Overly crazy I, It's got the dude from I couldn't remember if he was from Atlanta Or if he was from he was for, He's from a show that I watched this year And he was excellent in it It's a solid movie man Like it's, it's not going to blow you away It wasn't like scary or anything But if you got kids Or you're just looking for something simple Easy to watch And maybe you're in a Halloween mood But don't want to get terrified Haunted Mansion You could do worse I, I'd, I'd sit there at like maybe a 5 out of 10 on that one But the big one the big one that i watched this week i i oh i was so excited to watch this movie finally did spider-man across the spider-verse oh my god so the first movie absolutely blew my dick out of the water like that movie, i had no idea i was like oh cartoon spider-man i don't know about this Watched it, it was, it's one of the best movies I've ever seen, probably, it's up there as the best Spider-Man movie ever, these two right here, these, wow, and this one, the second one, Across the Spider-Verse, beautiful, beautiful movie, I would say it's my favorite movie of the year, It's one of the most gorgeous looking movies I've ever seen The art style is amazing It's like a watercolor painting Come to life And it's so incredibly funny It is a love letter to Spider-Man I am a huge Spider-Man guy And the little nods, the little jokes Just, there's so much love to Spider-Man in these movies And, oh, it is not It is not missed on me I love it I was chuckling and giggling throughout the whole entire movie The characters, it's God it is just so fucking good man if you have not watched these these Spider-Man movies you must watch them they are Arguably the best Spider Man movies ever made, and Jesus, this one was good. I don't know if it's still on sale, but on Prime, with the Prime Day, you can rent it for I think it's three bucks, and it's one of the best three dollars I have ever spent. So, highly, highly recommend you watch Spider Man into Across the Spider Verse or whatever. The name doesn't really matter. Just watch it. It's like a nine and a half out of ten. It's incredible. And that is it. That is everything that I have been up to over the last week or so. Again, encourage y'all, let me know what you've been up to. Have you seen the new Spider-Man? What's your favorite Spider-Man movie? And why is it across the Spider-Verse? I think personally, honestly, I think I like the first one a little bit more just because it was such a shock to the system to me. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. But this is one of the best sequels ever. It is an outstanding movie and... That's it. Let's fucking get into it. Let's get into the game talk. The main topic of today, Resident Evil 5. I tried my best to do the Capcom guy. Oh! Oh dear, it is Resident Evil 5 time. I knew this day was going to come where I had to talk about this game, and honestly, I fucking love Resident Evil 5. I know I might be in the minority on that one. This may be one of the more or most polarizing games in the series. I would think maybe Resident Evil 6, but I feel like we're all on the same page that that game kind of fucking sucked, with Resident Evil 5, there's definitely a big divide with this game, rather you love it or you hate it. I'm on the side of I love it and a lot of it is because of the things that, you know, people didn't really like about this game. The thing that separates this game and makes it so special to me is the fact that they've added co-op. A co-op campaign was added into this game. And it was, I know it was a very controversial decision for them to do that because the argument was that if you you add a co-op campaign, you add in a friend, it's going to make the game a lot less scary but some people argue that it actually makes it more intense, because if your your partner goes down, you have to go over and try and save them. Honestly, all said and done, now that the game's out, i played it a million times. Uh, Yeah, the co-op part of it does make it less scary, but it also made it one of the most fun Resident Evils that I have ever played. So, we'll be getting into that. I think it's I don't know where to really start with this. I want to try and get the controversial stuff out of the way. So, co-op, we'll get more in-depth with the co-op aspect of it, but I have to mention that this is the first Resident Evil offering up a co-op campaign. Whether you liked it or not, you can play it online with a friend, you got split screen, you could play it on the couch with each other, or you can go through the entire game with the AI companion. And I've done that too, I've done... All varieties of this game. I played it coach co-op. I've played it online co-op. I've played it single player. So we'll we'll get into that. So um, the other big controversy around this game was the fact that it was taking place in Africa. So I mean, this was all squashed. They like got taken to court over it, and it was all set aside that the game was not racist. wasn't fucking doing anything racist it was just taking place in Africa and my thing at the time when the game came out or when it was even first announced and shown off that it was going to be taking place in Africa and you were going to be shooting some African American zombies people got a little upset about that now in my defense I was like well how come we weren't so upset when we were shooting Spaniards in Spain in Resident Evil 4 I mean the Spaniards were cool about it so I don't know in the end we all you know, realize that it was just the setting of the game, there was no racial undertones, there was nothing like that, but it was definitely a shock to the system to see that in Resident Evil, I guess, I mean, it really, that was not the first thing that came to my mind when I saw it, one of the first things I noticed was like, holy shit, is that daylight, and yeah, this game actually for a majority of the game actually takes place during the daytime which i do believe is a first for the resident evil franchise as well and Pretty cool, man, I must say. Now, I think um, from what I read, it was basically like a technical standpoint. This game was also the first in the series to be in HD. We're now on PlayStation 3, Xbox 360. I think it came out in 2009. So we're already pretty into the generation already, about halfway through, a little over halfway. And yeah, Resident Evil making its debut in HD. And at the time when it came out, one of the most beautiful looking games at the time when it came out. The lighting was spectacular. The environments were really, really sharp. The character models were sharp. The the monsters and the creatures looked more terrifying than we've ever seen them before. They're more crisp and everything like that. And the shadow effects, like, more than I think any other gaming franchise and style of game, horror games the more that the graphics are upgrading the the just it just helps the horror out so much like i mentioned this last episode when i was when i first played resident evil 7 and the animations just got so realistic looking it actually it freaked me out to the point that i stopped playing resident evil 7 within like the first hour of that game because the it just the graphics were so insane to me and it just it just creeped the fuck out of me i'm like this is too realistic looking and I'm not going to say that it necessarily was going to that level with Resident Evil 5, but it was definitely a very, very, very good-looking game for its time, and I still think it's a good-looking game to this day. I still think the 360 generation onwards still looks very good to me. Um, Little tidbit, I am playing uh, that secret horror game that I'm playing is a 360 PS3 generation game, and I think it's absolutely stunning still to this day. It's gorgeous. I can't believe it. But uh, I'm excited to get to a PS5, Xbox Series X horror game because I haven't gotten there yet. I'm really... I just downloaded Callisto Protocol and the new Dead Space... Remake. I don't have that yet, but I can't wait to play it and see what this generation's horror games are going to bring to the table because I haven't really gotten to one yet. So, yeah, Resident Evil 5, when it came out, lots of controversy around the co op and the African setting. But like I said, it got squashed pretty quickly. It was, though, a little bit shocking for Resident Evil fans. Not so much the at least for me anyway, like I said, the whole African-American thing was not at all (laughs) a thing that I was worried about, I was just, I had no worries at all about it, I was more concerned that we were so concerned about that, like, it's, it's not, like, whatever, we'll move on from that controversy into another controversy, and that was, uh, this game kind of started, wrote uh spinning the ball towards Resident Evil turning more into an action game and less of a horror game. I would say, oh, it's tough, man. Because I, I mean, I technically never really finished Resident Evil 6. I got, like, two and a half of the campaigns done. I just tapped out. I just couldn't take that shit no more. It was so bad. But... Uh, I would, I would, I think it's safe to say that Resident Evil Five is probably the most action-filled in the uh, in the series that I've played. I haven't played every single game, but uh, yeah, I mean it's it it is. It definitely does have a lot of action to it, uh, but to say that it's not a horror game anymore or that it's completely devoid of horror is incorrect. There are absolutely a couple of uh, sequences in this game. We'll talk about the scary moments of this game, but there's there's definitely horror in this game. There are still some parts of this game uh, that I dread thinking about and uh, some parts that still freak me out quite a bit. And yeah, no, this game, it's still Resident Evil and it's still scary. I think it's... Not that far off from Resident Evil 4. I don't think Resident Evil 4 necessarily gets enough flack for the amount of action that takes place in that game too. I don't think Resident Evil 4 and 5 are all that different, honestly, all said and done. But yes, there are some sequences in Resident Evil 5 that are way more action-packed than we've ever seen in the series. Uh, The one that comes to mind right out of the gate is when you're kind of driving... You're in that the driving section with the fucking the zombies on the motorcycles and yeah that that sequence definitely rings true. Uh, when you're on the back of the, the the truck and you got the big machine gun, that yes that is one thousand percent straight up an action game sequence right there. Absolutely, even the boss fight that follows shortly after that, we'll talk about that too. Uh, yeah, there's definitely some parts of this game that feel action packed. But, you know, I feel like Resident Evil, um, at least from 4 onward, they've always had a little bit of action in those games. I mean, yes, Resident Evil 5, I will agree that it has more action in it than your average Resident Evil. But yeah, this one definitely started raising the red flags with the fans that like, alright, what are we doing here? Is Resident Evil just becoming a third-person action shooter? Or are we still going to maintain that element of... Horror, And uh, maybe one day when I get to Resident Evil 6, if I ever have to do an episode on that, we can kind of discuss the path that they took uh, to Resident Evil 6, where it was kind of a, trying to do both things, and, uh, you know, it didn't really work out that much, but um, back to Resident Evil 5, that's pretty much all the big controversies that were around this game, uh, for sure, In terms of the gameplay, like I said, I feel like this game is extremely similar to Resident Evil 4. I mean, I would follow the formula of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um... Because Resident Evil 4 was such a massive success for Capcom and the Resident Evil franchise. They took a huge risk with Resident Evil 4 kind of changing up the formula. And it it absolutely paid off. And I don't blame them for kind of keeping that system uh, basically intact going into Resident Evil 5. Because... It was just so damn successful. So your control scheme, everything is pretty much intact here from Resident Evil 4. Aside from the fact now you get to play it as a co-op. So that's a lot of fun. The shooting is still not excellent. You know, the the red dot, you know, admittedly I couldn't play Resident Evil 4 until I got it on the Wii. Up in, I tried it on PS2 and I really didn't like it because I hated the controls. I could not shoot that gun with... Kind of having to use both analog sticks to shoot. It was a little bit finicky and a little bit tricky. And that is still evident for sure in Resident Evil 5. It's maybe a little bit tighter. But it's still the exact same way that you shoot in Resident Evil 4. So it's not perfect. It's doable. But the worst thing by far in, in this game that... Resident Evil 4 had the same problem with is that you still cannot shoot and run you have to stop to shoot you can't run you can't move and that by far is uh something when I go back and play Resident Evil 4 or 5 I'm like oh god this is this is some old shit right here like this shit aged like milk the fact that I gotta stop everything that I'm doing to take a shot and uh yeah that is still a thing in Resident Evil 5 that Kind of sucks, it's not awesome You still kind of got that Not ideal inventory system Where you're using the suitcase And you're kind of putting things around It's not ideal, it's a little bit more realistic And it kind of fits into that survival horror element where you can't just fucking stack everything. You gotta be a little bit strategic, and you can't just carry around every piece of ammo and all the guns that you want. You gotta, you know, you can't have seven pistols, you can only have, like, one or two. So that's fine, that's okay in the gameplay. It's still the third person over the shoulder. It's it's doable, it's fine. I think, um... Yeah, honestly, there really is not that much change that I can think of off the top of my head that is different from Resident Evil 4, so there's not too much I want to talk about in terms of the gameplay, I want to focus more in on the scary moments, some of the characters, the bosses, and yeah, the scariest moments, obviously, and those controversies that we just talked about. Alright, I guess we'll start off with some of the characters. I'm not going to go through every single character, just kind of the main ones that we're dealing with throughout this this game. So you're playing as Chris Redfield, or I guess you play as Shiva. Shiva, as far as I can tell, this is her only appearance in the Resident Evil series. And I think she's a great little character. She's kind of badass, she's uh, smart. You know, there's not a whole lot going on with her character. She's kind of there, she's useful, she's... Yeah, like I said, she's a solid character. Now, then you got Chris Redfield. Fucking holy crap. I don't know if this guy is on a little some something, something but he has got... The most muscular arms in the history of humankind. Have you seen the size of Chris Redfield's arms in Resident <laughs> It's fucking insane. And his arms in the newer games, in the older games, not even fucking close to the size of the arms on this guy. It's like he's playing baseball in the 90s. Just slugging dingers. If you get it, you get it. If you don't, that's okay. It's okay. But Chris Redfield, that's kind of the main guy of the story of this game and he is a reoccurring character in the Resident Evil franchise he's been there I'm pretty sure since the beginning pretty much and he hasn't had his own game in a minute and he is back here in Resident Evil 5 and um, yeah he's a fine character he's not my favorite but I like him for his weird quirks especially his massive arms and I mean the fact that this guy can punch through a boulder. Uh, That's a little bit further on, but um, in the final sequence of the game, uh, during the final boss fight, you kind of have to punch through a boulder that is like, I don't know, a solid eight tons, maybe, and you literally, with your bare fists, are able to punch through said boulder, and it's amazing. It is nothing short of incredible how powerful Chris Redfield is, and I wish they, um... Went on a little bit more with how powerful he is. They do have a couple, like, melee moves. Like, when you go up to an enemy that maybe is a little bit groggy or whatever, you can do, like, a spin kick. And I am pretty sure that Chris does, like, a suplex... I just wish he did some more. I wish there was more than just the suplex. Like, give me a DDT. I'm a wrestling fanatic, so give me a fucking F5. Give me an FU. Give me some crazy wrestling moves on Chris Redfield. That would be cool. They do have a couple, but, you know, there's nothing wrong with having, like, 30 or 40 moves. That's great. And Shiva, she does some really fancy kicks, which is nice. I think you can even do some combo team moves, if I am mistaken. But uh, I have not played this game in a hot minute. But I'm going off of my memory of playing through it like like 17 times, so uh, Chris Redfield is awesome, Shiva is a pretty awesome new character, and then you got a couple of other reoccurring characters, now this could be spoilers, I mean, there may be some spoilers in this game, my apologies, I don't generally, I don't like doing spoilers stuff very much, but uh, I got to talk about some of the moments of this game, so uh, Wesker is in this game He is one of the originals from the first game And he is much different in Resident Evil 5 The The thing that my friend Billy and I Now my buddy Billy and I We played through this game together What, four, five, six times or something like that We still have the itching for it Like every once in a while It's like, oh man, Resident Evil 5 is on sale You want to play it? It's like, oh, kind of <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I've already played it so many times But there's a, a part in the game Where you're kind of like walking around this uh, sort of labyrinth with uh, Wesker chasing you and he's always like, whenever he sees you, he's like, I found you! And we still, to this day, quote that all the time. It is so freaking funny. It took away, like, all of the tension of that fight, which admittedly, it was a little bit tense when you're playing it for the first time, and by yourself. Like, generally, the first playthrough of a Resident Evil game is going to be your most tense, your most scary. Once you've played through it once, or if you, especially if you're going on to a new game plus, and you get to keep all your upgraded weapons and your ammo and shit, it makes the following playthroughs a lot less scary, but, man, hearing Wesker go, I found you! I found you! It is spectacular. It is one of the more quotable things in the This game, if not the most quotable to myself and my buddy Billy, but goddamn Wesker is so. He's so Capcom. Like through and through the slick back hair, he's got the sunglasses on. He wears them inside, outside. It doesn't matter. Nighttime, this dude's got the sunglasses on 24 7. He's a badass. He's powerful as fuck. And he is evil as fuck, I would say. He's pretty darn evil and you get another character who is a mainstay of the resident evil franchise you got jill valentine oh he's gonna make you a jill sandwich if you you get it you get it if you don't i'm so sorry but jill valentine makes an appearance in this game she's not the star uh she's more or less the damsel in distress you got to kind of save her in this game and uh she has a couple good moments she is also kind of a badass in this one she's Sort of mind controlled a little bit At at certain points But she's fucking doing this Like cartwheel kicks and shit She's rather impressive In Resident Evil 5 herself So those are like the main main characters That I want to talk about In this one you have your other side characters That are uh, There's like that one business He's like wearing a business suit And he's just annoying He's not that awesome He reminds me a little bit of um, Oh jeez What's that little fucker's name In Resident Evil 4 He's kind of playing off of that. There's a lot of things about Resident Evil 5 that they're uh, trying to recapture from Resident Evil 4. And that, that starts pretty much at the beginning of this game with the first opening sequence of Resident Evil 5 where you basically are doing... Essentially the exact same thing that you did in Resident Evil 4 But they kind of speed it up So in Resident Evil 4, you know, you're you're walking around the forest a little bit And then you find the village and you go in and it's just an all-out brawl You're fighting everybody, the chainsaw guy shows up and you're just trying to survive And that by far is one of the most awesome intros to a game Especially for that time That was very not the norm to kind of throw you into something that intense that early and Resident Evil 5 tried to recapture that. They kind of send you off into this area, and you just get bombarded, man. You get bombarded by just a whole shitload of zombies. They swarm this house that you're in, and you're trying to block them all off. Eventually, they get in, and you got to basically get the hell out of there. And then on top of that, they throw in this executioner motherfucker. And holy shit, is he, he is cool as fuck. Like, he is... One of the cooler looking dudes in this game. He's massive. Probably, what, seven or eight feet tall. He's like three, four hundred bills. He is a big, big boy. And he's got this huge cloak on him. You can't see his face. And, of course, he's got that massive, like, four-ton hammer axe thing that he's got. And, Jesus Christ, that guy, when he gets close to you, it's a tight sphincter type of situation. It's like, holy fuck, he's right there. Wow. And the whole... uh, Existence of this opening sequence is to just survive. Run around, you don't even necessarily have to kill anything, you just gotta stay alive for like 10 minutes or whatever, and then the helicopter shows up and it's all good, but it's really, it's very, very similar to the opening of Resident Evil 4. It's not quite as good, but it's still a very good way to open up your game, and I have to say, uh, since my friend and I, we played through this game so many times, we did try a professional which is the hardest difficulty i do believe of resident evil and we couldn't get past this part that could not get past this part i don't even think we got out of the house honestly it is so fucking hard like to throw this at you at the beginning and on professional where like two hits is a is a death uh good luck with that i i applaud anybody that got through this game on professional you're you're better than me there's this there's just, just no way. I was not I was not going to get through it and have a good time, and if I did do it, I would probably not be talking about Resident Evil 5 with a lot of fondness. There would be a lot of bad traumatic memories if I tried to get through it on Professional, but yeah, that's as far as my Professional run got with Resident Evil 5 was at the very beginning, so not very far at all. I feel like a part that a lot of us are going to be familiar with is the initial meeting of the Resident Evil 5 Chainsaw Guide, because I remember that very vividly from the demo that was released before the game was was coming out, and I remember playing it. I feel like a lot of my friends at the time, we all played it, and we were <laughs> absolutely terrified of this Chainsaw Guy. Now, personally, his design overall is a little bit more unsettling than the one in Resident Evil 4. It's just the fact that that was the first chainsaw guy that i ever dealt with and how early he shows up in resident evil 4 he shows up earlier than resident evil 5 from what i can remember it's not it's not very long after that first segment that you you meet him for the first time and it's it's pretty it's pretty intense too like i was rather scared the first time that i dealt with him in the demo and pretty much equally terrified when i dealt with him for the first time in the video game because the first part that you meet him in, you're in this kind of um, narrow kind of alleyway, and you got to deal with them. you got to take him down, and I do believe they do give you some of the fire barrels, you can shoot the barrels, and that'll do some damage, but he is a tough, tough bitch, and he does look a little bit more unsettling, like I said, than the one in Resident Evil 4, like his, like he's got the burlap sack on his head, but it's like, it's got like rope on it, he just looks a little bit more deformed, he's like lankier, a little bit taller, he's not as like Big, but he is taller and lankier and like, I don't know, that's just more unsettling than like a big burly man is something about long lanky things, I'm sorry if you're long and lanky, but you kind of unsettle me a little bit, my apologies, but yeah, this dude comes at you, he busts through that fucking door and he's got that chainsaw loaded up and yeah, yet another very tight butthole clenching moment when that dude is chasing you And he comes up behind you and he swings that fucking thing like, oh my god, man. Like, how many times had he just missed my head by like an inch? And I'm like, oh god damn, he's close to me. Yeah, so the chainsaw guy is one of the scarier moments in the game. That I can recall, there's, there's, I, I, I mean, I, I'm on the side that this, it's not the scariest game, no, absolutely not, but there are scary moments, and Chainsaw Guy would be one of the ones that a lot of us remember. Uh, I, oh god, man, that demo, demos just don't hit the same, man. I remember downloading demos on the 360 era, and man, some of, some of the best times were with some of those demos back then. I haven't downloaded a demo in a long time, so maybe that's just a me problem. But yeah, you're, again, kind of... I like the Resident Evil 5 Chainsaw Guy, I think, a little bit more. They kind of give him his own stage, right? Like, the first time you meet him in 4, he's just in the village with you. And he's just, like, an addition to this other chaotic moment. First time you meet the Resident Evil 5 Chainsaw Guy, he's like, Yo, what up, bitches? Try and get by me. And it's like, ah, oh, it!" So I like the Chainsaw Guy in uh, Resident Evil 5. It's really cool. And I guess he would be considered a boss in this game or maybe like a mini boss or something like that. So I do want to talk about the bosses in this game because uh, admittedly, I don't think it's one of the stronger uh, boss lists in Resident Evil. There's a couple of bankers for sure. Like, uh, well, its name here is Uroboros. It's that big fucking black kind of blob looking thing. And that was one of the more unique fights of the game. Now, the first time I dealt with it, I had no fucking idea what I was doing because you got to deal with it like it'll just appear and you got to run away from it in a tight corridor which I fucking hate when Resident Evil does that oh I mean it's it's effective it always scares the shit out of me when I got to deal with a big scary enemy in a tight corridor I fucking hate it But you eventually bring it over to this other big kind of incinerator room where that might be another. I think you have to fight it a few times. So I might be mixing up a couple of its fights uh, in with itself. But I know one of them, you got to like, Uh, Get it trapped into like a furnace Which was really kind of unique Kind of different I liked it Because you couldn't really take it down So you had to take it down in a different way Kind of with the environment So I really enjoyed that Now that might be the first time that you meet it I thought that was a good fight It was that first time I saw that thing Terrified the fuck out of me It's this big kind of it, like I said, it's like a blob, but it's also like filled with like snaky type things. It's a very ugly, not pleasant to look at boss. And I quite enjoyed that one, though it was a little bit uh, scary. I mean, that's a good thing. It's a good thing that it was scary. And it's second, I, I don't know if it if it's the same thing or it might be the same fight or a different fight, but I know one, you get the flamethrower and it's a little bit of an inside joke with my buddy Billy and I, but I always called the flamethrower uh, the flame fluffla. And yeah, it would, every time we get to that fight, they'd be like, oh, it's time for the flame fluff fluff. And yeah, so you would have to uh, shoot it with the flamethrower to like. Access its fucking red things to shoot at. You know, the classic Resident Evil thing where there's this fucking big red, like, blister or whatever on the boss that you gotta shoot. It's it's one of those bosses, but you also have to, like, work together. Like, one person uses the flamethrower, or flame fluff if you will, to take down... Uh, Basically, it's shield, and then the other person goes in and takes it down. Now, that fight in particular, that one could be a real fucker to deal with if you're not doing it co-op, and you have to use the AI. That can be a little bit of a disaster, and I mean, I wouldn't say that the AI is bad. I thought it was fine. Like, it definitely wasn't... It's really hard for it to be really, really good and perfect and stuff like Shiva or Chris. I think you could choose who you who you play as, but both of them would do stupid things. Sometimes they'd be really helpful and their aim is true and they don't miss their shots, but sometimes you're like, damn dude, can you work with me here? So it's kind of your classic early AI where it's not great, but it's not unusable. It's it's pretty good, especially for the time. Uh, they, they would do some pretty alright shit. Um, other boss, there's the... Kind of like it looks like a giant bat, basically. Um, I'll give you its name, Popo Karimu. It's it's an okay boss. This one's uh, kind of unique because it takes place outside, um, kind of in a deserty looking area. I remember. I don't know if they give you landmines, but I would always take this thing down with landmines. It's kind of fast, so, and I do believe it flies as well. It's an okay boss fight. It was fine, not too bad. And then this one, I, I just, I don't like this boss fight at all, and it's the El Gigante fight. Uh, they call this one Nadesu, but it's El Gigante to me. And the only reason why this one sucks is because you're stuck in a fucking car, and you're just shooting uh, a big machine gun, and you're basically, it's base, it's just, a, it's a really lame fight, and it's kind of hard and annoying. I remember always dying a whole bunch of times on this one because you you got to be really accurate with your shots and you got to be smart with like um they have like the red barrels that can explode you got to be really smart and make sure you're shooting those at the right time and and yeah that's uh that's a big thing for sure uh, they have like that the fish boss or whatever that one was okay when you're on the big boat uh, apparently it's irving but that one was okay another a little bit action-packed because you're on the big boat and you're using the big machine guns or the big, like, missile launcher things to take it down. It was okay. I mean, I don't like shooting fucking tentacle things. They're always a little bit tricky to shoot. But again, it was an alright boss fight. Not too bad. So the next boss fight is the one that I always kind of forget about whenever it is brought up. And it's... It's called U8, and I believe this is the one that when you're in... Oh, fuck. I might be thinking of Resident Evil 4, honestly. I'm not gonna lie. I don't remember this boss whatsoever, so I'm guessing it's pretty meh. Uh, then there's the second era fight that we talked about. And then the Wesker and Jill fight. So this one's pretty good. Um... You know, this one you kind of have to work together to take down Jill. And you got... One of them is holding her, and then you got to, like, go up to her. And you're trying to rip off this thing off of her chest, and you got to shoot it and stuff. It's a pretty good fight. Like, this one's like, makes Jill really badass. She's, like, kicking the shit out of you guys. She's so powerful. Uh, but that was a pretty solid fight. And then you got, like, the second half of the boat fight or some shit. Another one of those Burrows, but it's the... Another one has the big tentacles, and you're on, like, the upper part of the ship. I remember this one being okay as well. Not a bad fight. And then you got the Wesker fight at the end. So the Wesker fight, it could be good or bad. I mean, I'm not a big fan of it. I I don't, I'm not, like, 100% on everything that goes down on it, but I know you're in, like... That lava area and he's like coming up behind you And he's like fucking swinging his crazy arms around like crazy And you gotta like punch the rock to get away from him So you can get onto a platform and fight him It's a Resident Evil fight It's a very Resident Evil fight Where there's a very clear thing on them That you have to shoot rather a big fucking eye Or something Gelatinous and big and blobby that you gotta shoot. It's a very, like I said, it's a very Resident Evil fight. It's fine. It's a fine fight. And none of them are really bad. It's just, like, they weren't to the level of Resident Evil 4. There's a lot more memorable fights in Resident Evil 4. And again, this one, not 100% copying and pasting it, but they feel very... Very similar to the Resident Evil 4 stuff, and they even brought back an El Gigante. They tried a water boss fight. It was bigger, like everything was bigger, but it wasn't necessarily better. Like the El Gigante fights in 4, way better than the ones in 5. And then the fish water boss, it's... I like, I don't know, I wasn't huge on the Resident Evil 4 one. It's not my favorite, Uh but I don't know, slight edge maybe to Resident Evil 5's water boss. Because, I don't know, it's a little bit better, I guess, but... Yeah, the boss fights in Resident Evil 5, they're fine, but they weren't very memorable. Like, I really had to do a little bit of diving and, and digging to get some pictures and, and to kind of jog the memory of these bosses because they really didn't stick in my my mind all that much. Only only uh, the Uroboros and the fucking giant El Gigante because I just remember it sucking so bad. And then they do have a couple of those like kind of mini side boss kind of dudes. Uh, you got the chainsaw guy you got um, he's very normal looking he just looks like a very big angry man and he's kind of like a brawler he just like punches and stuff I don't know what the fuck was up with that dude he's just like a normal guy like if his name was like Doug or something I'd be like yeah it's like oh fuck here comes Doug he's gonna try and fight me again you just shoot him in the face with a shotgun a whole bunch of times and yeah so he's pretty standard nothing too crazy I mean the the standard zombies the I think they're called the manjin or something like that in this game. They're fine like they're they're like the other zombies in Resident Evil 4 like they're not, you know, brains kind of zombies. They are, they're they they got a little bit of a brain on them. They're not completely stupid. They can run, they can charge at you, they use weapons. Um I feel like there's dogs. If there's dogs, I hate them. Dogs are my most uh, hated enemy probably in most of any video game because they're always faced and they run around and they're just oh god, especially the Resident Evil ones where their faces is split in half and like tentacles come out, yuck, yuck so in general the enemies are pretty good, they're not as memorable as the Resident Evil 4, uh, there's, god, there's a lot of them, like, I, I talked about a good chunk of them, uh, in the last episode, 13 scariest enemies, like, there's nothing as terrifying as the Iron Maiden in this game, uh, thank god, but there are scary moments in this game, so let's, let's go through some of the ones that, they may not scare you all the time, but they, they always, every time they come up, sections in the game that make me unhappy, and I know they're scary. Uh, these these are the moments that I don't look forward to when I play through Resident Evil 5. So we already talked about the Chainsaw Guy. He's lower on the list because he's really not too bad. He's dealt with the Chainsaw Guy before. They're not the worst. Then you got the Lickers. So the Lickers made it, made an appearance on the list last week, and mostly because of Resident Evil 5. The Resident Evil 5 liquor section is... Pretty fucking not awesome So the first I don't know if this is the first time you see them But you're in like a fucking laboratory And You're basically in the laboratory Where they like Produce these fucking liquors man There's so many liquors And The whole thing of the section is You're like You can see them behind the glass But the thing about liquors are They're blind So they can't see you But If you make a lot of noise Then they will attack you So you're going through this laboratory There's like Dozens of these freaking liquors in there and you have to walk. You have to be very quiet. There's some of them get out and they're like kind of crawling up the side of the walls and shit. And you have to like, you know, inch by them, be like, oh God, don't see me, don't see me. And for the love of God, if they see you, you're dead. That's a simple. I think maybe I got through it once by luck, but you can start, you can rile them up and they just all bust out of the glass. And then you got to deal with like 20 goddamn liquors. And it's essentially a suicide mission. You're done for. And I, that. Is always a tight a tight butthole situation for me going through that section of the game. I do not like the liquors. Um you know this and oh, there's the other section with the liquors where you're basically you basically have to fight like 20 of them. Like you're you're this is a part where you have to kind of separate from each other and one person goes up top and the other person has to stay down. And when you're going up, you're supposed to like push down a cart or something. And once you get up there, uh, the lickers come, and they start cl- you start seeing them climbing up the walls, and you have to, like, snipe them off the walls before they get up to your partner. That part is always very, very intense, because there's so damn many of them, and they're really strong, so, like, you're probably gonna run out of ammo, and at some point, you're more than likely gonna have to run from them, and just, like, just bolt and get the hell out of there. And, yeah, there was a lot of those. I remember one time when I went up there, and I did the pushing, uh... I basically, because I had no ammo, I think. And when I got down there, you go into this room and you have to like hit a switch or something. When I got out of that room, there was, like seven of them just sitting there waiting for me. And all I could do is like try and kick a couple of them and run. It was so tight butthole. It's terrifying. And I think like the first couple times that I did this, like I said, ammo is tight. So you really had to like nail your shots. If you miss a couple of them... Oh, fuck. That just means there's, like, three more that you're gonna have to deal with at the end, and it's gonna be not awesome. So, I really don't like the liquor part in in this game. It's always a little bit scary. The crocodiles. Oh, my God, the crocodiles. Fucking hate the crocodiles in this game. They might be alligators, but I'm pretty sure they're crocodiles, because they're huge, huge. And I don't even know if they're zombies. I think they're just regular-ass crocodiles. And it doesn't matter if they're zombies or regular. Regular crocodiles are scary. Zombie crocodiles are scary. We're not discriminating against the scariness of crocodiles. They're terrifying. And I fucking hate the section with them where you have to travel through the, like, fucking chest high water, and you can see them, you have to dodge them, and they're, oh, it's just so fucking unsafe. I hate it so much, dude, I hate it, it's just a part of the game that I absolutely dread, and I'm pretty sure they're, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure it is in this game, where you're on the goddamn little platform, little fucking piece of wood, and they just sent you out into the freaking crocodile infested waters, and you got it, you're just sitting there, and then, you got to do the quick time dodges. Now, that part isn't too unsettling because, like, quick time events just aren't that scary. But, again, the crocodiles are not okay. I fucking hate it, especially the part where you have to just enter the water and kind of actively just avoid them. And, God, if they get if they get you, you're done. You're fucked up. You're dead. So, crocodiles suck. Don't like them. And I'm, I'm pretty sure this is the only game that I've seen crocodiles in. I, I could be wrong, but, thankfully, uh, they're not in too many of them and then just the, almost the whole entire like tribal section where you are kind of go into like the underground temples and you're in like the outdoor tribal area where you kind of have to take that ah uh, oh fuck what kind of boat is that with a big fan on it or whatever maybe it's just called a fan boat we'll call it a fan boat and you're riding that thing around to like other little islands and shit and the enemies on those islands terrify me Especially the big one. The little ones, the little normal ones aren't too bad. It's the giant motherfuckers. And they got like the big mask on and they go, and they're making scary sounds. And it's just scary. Like you'll enter, you'll get on some of these islands completely devoid of any people. And you're walking through it. You're like, okay, this is going to be bad. You get to the end of it. And you collect something, and then all you hear is, And you're like, oh, fuck, here they come. And there's so goddamn many of them. And they're terrifying, especially the big ones. The big ones, they, like, jump around and shit. I don't like those dudes. They really, really scare me. And there's a lot of them. They're really strong. They're hard to take down. And, yeah, those are the ones... I save, like, the magnum bullets for those fuckers. It's like, I just don't like dealing with them. They're so big. They're, like, nine feet tall. And they're, again, they're, like, lanky and kind of skinny. And the sounds that they make is is scary. And they're strong. And, and that just that's just not cool. And there's only one other enemy that I got here that, that really kind of scares the hell out of me. And I don't really know what they're called. So I'm just going to call them the Acid Bug Creatures. And that's another part of the game where I think you're in, like, a factory, and you can see these, like, fucking cocoons up there. You're like, oh, yeah, something just god-awful is coming out of that thing. And, of course, it does. And they got one of the more, probably, I don't know, from what I can remember, probably the scariest, just not awesome uh, death animation when they get you. Because they they got all these legs and they're shooting acid and stuff and when they grab you they just like fucking throw up acid all over your face and it's a very gruesome death indeed uh very gruesome in fact and yeah those dudes are really unsettling because um you kind of have to let them get close to you to take them down because uh they'll they'll fucking come up to you and then they kind of like do an exhaust thing where they're like exert a whole bunch of air or something and that's when they open up their weak spot and you can shoot them but goddamn you better not miss because if you miss that fucker's gonna grab you and that's it you're toast and those dudes really scare the hell out of me and a special shout out like i said to if i'm yes there's 100 dogs in this the dogs terrify me in resident evil i just hate them they're terrifying i don't like the way they move don't like the way they look They're like they're like they're, like, hairless, and they're, oh, 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 God. They're just, just just disgusting. Fucking disgusting. I hate them. Oh, God. But, yeah, man, I really, really love Resident Evil 5. And, like, we, I already kind of talked about, touched on the co-op a little bit. But I don't think you understand how much my friend and I played this game. I mean, there was one time, the the time level we'll, we're probably never going to forget is, like, my buddy Billy came over. We crushed crushed Resident Evil 5. One sitting, one day. That's what we did, baby. And then, literally, I drove my my boy home, and then we texted each other, like, what, a half hour, 30 minutes later, or whatever. That's the same amount of time, a half hour and 30 minutes, you fucking idiot. But I was like, yo, bro, I'm literally craving Resident Evil 5 right now. Like, I want to play through it again. And at that point, I probably already played it four or five times, and I just... Something about Resident Evil 5, man, it's 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 there with Resident Evil 4. Now, I will admit, I think I have played Resident Evil 5 more times than I have Resident Evil 4. They're up there. They're both very much so up there as the most played Resident Evil. In fact, it's the only two that I've ever gone back and replayed because they're not so scary that I I just would dread to go through them again and there are like I said there's a handful of pretty dreadfully scary moments throughout Resident Evil 5 that I don't like to go through but there's something about Resident Evil 5 that just kept me wanting to play it I don't I don't know what it is uh it's very similar to Resident Evil 4 and it's they definitely lost it once they got to Resident Evil 6 cuz that there's something about that game that just fucking sucks like it's just so bad and uh, something about Resident Evil 5, man, I don't know if it is just the fact that it added co-op And that just added so much extra enjoyment to this game that I just... I mean, admittedly, I was kind of like, eh, it's, yeah, it's a good game when I first played it by myself But once I added a few co-op playthroughs with my buddy Billy, it was a game changer for a while there It was my second favorite Resident Evil in the entire franchise Only recently has it gone down a couple of pegs because of uh, some of the remakes that have come out have been so incredibly good, and I am extremely excited to see if we are going to have the Resident Evil 5 remake. I mean, it's a little bit different because they are in the HD era at that point. Now, we have done Resident Evil 4, which had been cleaned up to HD, so it's not to say that just because it's HD, it's not going to get a remake. I think it would be a lot of fun to see this one remade with. Uh, if I would like, I would love for them to keep the co-op. I think you kind of have to. The whole game is is semi designed around being a co-op experience. So I would love, I would love this game to get remade. I can't see why not. They've literally done one, two, three, four. So why not five? I would really like them to try and fix six and see if that could be something that they could do. But that's a little while away. But Man, I would love for them to revisit Resident Evil 5 as a remake. I I know it wouldn't be a day one purchase, but it would absolutely be a purchase in a future date. And who knows how many times my buddy Billy and I are going to go through that bitch on co-op. Because it is is one of the best co-op games I've ever played. At some point, I'll do a best uh, couch co-op slash split screen games. And this one's going to be on it. Because my fuck, is it ever ever fun to play with a friend. I loved it. And it's still scary. It still has its moments with with your friends. But yes, I will admit playing it with a friend does kind of dampen the scariness of this game. And I will also admit that it is probably one of the lower and scary Resident Evils. Uh, All said and done, that could be a ranking in that of itself. But it's definitely down there. But it's still a Resident Evil game. I still think it has a good enough balance uh i would say i don't know it's it may be pushing a 60% action game to a 40% survival horror or it might be 45% to 55% it's close but there's it's definitely starting to stray a little bit from the straight up survival horror you cannot call resident evil 5 i would even say you can't even excuse me call resident evil 4 a pure survival horror game i think it's an action survival horror game i think 4 5 and 6 fall into that category once you get to 7 i think 7 brought back the survival horror element and uh in a very drastic way (laughs) very very well done game but I love Resident Evil 5, man. It's one of my favorite games that I played from the 360 uh, PS3 era, which is, you know, I don't think a lot of people are putting Resident Evil 5 uh, that high up on their pedestal, but I absolutely adored this game. It's incredibly fun. I have so many good memories with it, and it's always going to be one of my favorite Resident Evils and one that I cannot wait to see get remade. Hopefully, Capcom. You better do it. Do not skip this one. I'll be upset. So I think that is it, everybody. Let me know what you think of Resident Evil 5. Did you love it? Did you not play it? Do you hate it? What do you think about Resident Evil 5? Did it kill the franchise for you? Is it your first one? What is it? What is Resident Evil 5 to you? To me, one of my favorite Resident Evils in the franchise, and one of my favorite co-op experiences of all time. It's one of those games that... I could probably play at any point. I mean, it is it's it is that season. Uh, there are some other Resident Evils that I would like to knock off of the list before I replay Resident Evil 5 for the 12th time or whatever. But man, it's an amazing game. I'm always going to love it. Chris Redfield and his big, beefy arms. Big, beefy arms. Fucking Chris, god damn it. But thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Hopefully you're enjoying Scary October with some scary content. I don't know how scary, really, Resident Evil 5 is, but I think it's pretty fucking scary, so there you go. And I already did Resident Evil 4 and stuff, so yeah, um... There you go, everybody. So that is the episode for this week. Next week, I should hopefully be talking about that horror mystery game. It is not a Resident Evil game, so there you go. It's not going to be Resident Evil related. Uh, It's a little similar, but it's not Resident Evil. So that should hopefully be the episode for next week. I really can't see why not. And, um... Yeah, I'm still not 100% sure what I'm going to do uh, at the end of the month, but, uh, you know, it'll all be there. If you want to keep up to date, you can follow along on Twitter or X. The link is down below in the description. And if you want to watch these on YouTube, they are on YouTube for you on the Gamer GX Video YouTube channel. The link is also down below. If you want to watch them, that'd be awesome. Leave a like and all that stuff. You can review the podcast, please, and thank you. Really helps me, the little guy out. And if you want to leave a a comment question that would be awesome you want to send in a question related to video games wrestling or hockey or just a question in general you want me to read it out on the show get involved with the show that would be awesome great place to leave a question go on the youtube Drop a comment on the video. I'll, I will see it. You can leave a question on the you or the, what do you call it? Twitter X. You can go on there. There's an email address as well down there in the description. If you want to send an email, just have a private conversation. You don't have to have your stuff read out on the podcast if you don't want to. And yeah, so that is it for me this week, folks. Thank you again so much. Hockey is underway. So, you know, I uh, did an episode of the Hockey Cast the other day. Just as the first games were getting underway. So next week, I'll be talking about the first games that got played. It's gonna be crazy a lot of fun and of course wrestling is always wrestling shit is going crazy this week i mean it it might be one of the best nxts i have ever seen go down this week so we're going to be talking about the battle of tuesday night probably going to be on sunday when we drop that uh wrestle cast but be on the lookout for that everybody and we'll be back again with more gx plus (laughs) cast